The love, joys, and challenges that come our way as we raise our kids can seem never-ending. We can't wait to have them. We can't wait to raise them. And sometimes, well, we can't wait to uh, help them move out of the house. But in truth, as loving parents, it seems like nothing this side of eternity could be more important and rewarding to us than our kids. That is, until we become grandparents. Almost overnight, we discover a whole new world of love, and of opportunities, responsibilities, joys, and yes, even challenges. But just as we could barely imagine loving our second child as much as we loved our first, the joy of grandparenting brings us even more uncharted areas of love, of relationship, and responsibility to be experienced. Now today, we're going to be talking about the heart of grandparenting. This is Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent. Our host on the program is Trace Embry, and Trace is the founder and executive director of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a year-long residential program for teens in crisis. I'm Rich Rosel, and, you know, Trace, I remember that when I started working with you on this program, you were a father of five, I was a father of five, but I don't think there were any grandkids in the mix for either of us at that time. But now I'm a grandpa, I've got two grandkids so far, I think you outpaced me by a few, but this is definitely a different kind of experience, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is, Rich. Uh, it's kind of like enjoying the, the benefits of owning a boat without having to maintain it. During my child-rearing uh, years, I, I would often joke that you know having kids were, were kind of like having the ultimate pet. But <laughs> I have to say that having grandkids fits that bill in an even greater way. Fun without the cleanup. Uh, my dad used to say that his grandkids were God's reward for not killing me during the course of my upbringing. But all joking aside, Rich, uh, grandkids are wonderful, grandparenting is wonderful, uh, but there really are a lot of responsibilities and obligations, as well as big-time rewards, that go along with being a good grandparent, uh, which I am still working on. It's kind of like grandparenting light, uh, you know, it is if your kids are actually being the parents that God has called them to be. Sure. If not... Well, grandparenting can also be pretty frustrating, even heartbreaking and exhausting. But I'm certainly no expert on the whole grandparenting thing yet. Uh, and if I ever will be, I don't know. But like I said, I'm, I'm still a work in progress. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from a guy who actually wrote a book on the heart of grandparenting. As am I. We're, as you say, we're both, uh, you know, kind of plodding through new, <laughs> new fields, new territory yep. here. Well, let me welcome our guest. Uh, Dr. Ken Canfield has committed his life to strengthening families and specifically fathers. He has founded and he continues to engage in several organizations dedicated to improving family well-being and most notably would be the National Center for Fathering, where he has served as president for 16 years. He is currently president of the National Association for Grandparenting. By the way, you'll find them at grandsmatter.org. That's G-R-A-N-D-S, grandsmatter.org, which he founded back in 2016. While leading the National Center for Fathering, Ken testified to the National Commission of Children, serving as a founding member of former Vice President Al Gore's Father to Father Initiative and the National Fathers Leadership Group. And just so you know that uh, he works well with both political parties, Dr. Canfield also spoke at Governor Jeb Bush's 
Florida summit. Uh, Ken Canfield is the author of numerous articles and books, including the award-winning Seven Secrets of Effective Fathers, The Heart of a Father, The Adventures of Fatherhood series, and They Call Me Dad. Besides publishing, Ken has dabbed in radio as well as daily weekly radio commentary. Today's Father aired on more than 400 stations nationwide, and uh, since 2016, he has been hosting Grands Matter. Ken and his wife, Dee, who is herself a professional counselor, have been married for 40 years. They have five children. And yes, he outpaces both of us, 12 grandchildren. BIA. Well, hallelujah for that. Hey, Ken, <laughs> welcome to License to Parents. It's really a pleasure to have you here. I'm delighted to spend this uh, broadcast with you. Well, it's our pleasure. What is it about grandparenting that interests you enough to write a book about it? Well, as I've told many people, the fathering guy got a little older, his kids met other kids, and I had no idea this would happen. When uh, I got my kids raised, I got through school, you know, I, I had a celebration with fellow dads. They're off the payroll. I'm thinking, this is grand, <laughs> except when they met other kids and had more kids, my wife put all the grandkids on the oh, payroll. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing that now. <laughs> Didn't know this so was a financial it, program, but apparently it is. It is. It is. Dads and granddads, you're going to have to work till you die, but mm. there's nothing better than preparing the best for the next generation yeah. and those after. And so what really got me into this was the recognition that grandparents were often displaced, forgotten, or marginalized. Uh, unlike mm. other cultures, let's say an Asian culture, who depend on the grandparents for child care and so many other things, and the grandparents live for the grandchildren, we need a little bit of that stirring in America. Amen. And then I looked at the scripture and saw stuff I didn't see. The Deuteronomy 4, 9 about remember the things you saw, teach them to your children, and the last phrase, and to your children's children. Yeah. So there was a call that was many times uh, overwhelmed by, by the need for parenting in the nuclear family that really extended to the next generation, the extended family or grandparents. And so that's when I, I woke up and recognized the value and the, the benefits that I and grandparents received by engaging mm -hmm. with their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. What a wealth of wisdom uh, being long in the tooth and gray in the whisker brings to, uh, uh, to those young people. And a lot of people think that kids don't like older people, but uh, I've found that to be a myth. What's been your experience? Well, if the research is correct, which I believe it is, and it syncs with much of the biblical truth, uh, you will actually live longer and healthier if you're engaged with your grandkids. Uh, cognitive competence. You stay up with grandkids, they are moving at a nanosecond oh, yeah. at light speed. Yeah. And to engage with them will challenge you mentally. In fact, research has shown just that fact. And what's helpful to them is this. When you impart stories with humor or, or just reality, some uh, tough stories that the family went through appropriate to their age, they in turn will be endowed with a sense of heritage and confidence mm. that comes only through you. You don't get it in books. You don't get it from their parents. You don't get it in the culture right now because we're so disconnected in a three-generational sense. So yeah. I see the value, the health benefits. And if you're active with your grandkids, you know, 
it just gets the adrenaline going. If you're a man, if you're a female, it gets that estrogen flowing again in the sense that the love and care and touch of a grandchild, there's nothing better. It brings out depth of emotion and also healing properties as it uh, as stirs up uh, hemoglobin levels yeah. in your bloodstream. That's right. Uh, they've tested this. Yeah, it's fascinating. Science will tell you that outside stimuli will change the human being at the cellular level, and you're confirming that. Ken, you know, you were talking about uh, the, the, you know, the stories from the family. My wife and I would both attest to that. When we were kids, we both enjoyed spending time with the adults as much as spending the time with our cousins because the adults were telling all the cool stories. And that's where mm-hmm. we learned about, you know, where we came from and all the fun. And they were yeah. funny stories. So yeah. uh, that's very true. And, and Trace, to your point about, you know, do kids like old people? Um, I think when the old people invest themselves, Absolutely. And the kids are fine because they're familiar with them. You know, uh, this guy wasn't my blood relation, but he lived across the block from us. This dude was in his 90s, and I'm mm-hmm. just a kid. And this guy's telling me stories about, you know, taking horse and buggy rides to the, the nearest town, which is five miles away. It was an all-day trip for him. That intrigued me. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to be sharing stories with my grandkids about what life was like before the Internet. So... <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And Way we, back in the dark yeah, ages. Yeah, back in the yeah. dark ages. But, uh, Ken, if it's even possible, what's the measure of a good grandparent? I would say this. Uh, you will know uh, from the benefits you receive personally when there is a healthy connection. It provides you with uh, a benchmark uh, of wellness and a vision for how you should invest the best years of your life. You have more time. You typically have more available resources. You're not stretched as much as you were raising children and going through the physical work and discipline and so forth. So you can relax in a different way and just let the love of the Lord flow through you. So the mark of the good grandparent is is that they are engaged, they're intentional and proactive. And to the extent that they have access to those children, which that's another topic we need to talk about, uh, it will not only enhance your well-being, but your grandchildren Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. What are some practical ways that you would encourage parents and grandparents to make that happen? How how do we best start getting engaged with our grandkids? Well, there are, are five constructs or pillars, and I've written a book called The Heart of Grandparenting, and I use the heart an acronym, and I'll go through them very briefly, but this is, I think, the core. The first is the heritage, and you spoke about it earlier. The stories, the history, your house is like a museum. Now, it probably needs to be cleaned up and dusted, I know, but it has relics, it has pictures, it has things that they don't see in their own uh, parents' home. And, and to the extent that they know your surroundings and how this came to be, et cetera, and so forth, is going to be important to them. Mm-hmm. There's researchers that have this do you know questionnaire. And if you know 25 questions about your family heritage, your cognitive competence, your confidence, your esteem is at a significantly higher level than those who don't know those. The second, and you can't discount this, is your example. Little eyes watch, little ears listen. Yeah. And they will hear uh, through your vocabulary, the way that you 
show joy for, for them and for others. And this example is really played out as, as grandchildren who reared uh, were reared into adulthood noted. It's the way I saw my grandfather care for my grandmother as she went through a health crisis. It's the example of, of uh, doing the best with what you have. It's, it's ex- the example of being married 40 and 50 years. I mean, that's like, wow, how do you do that? So this example is uh, so much a part of the core of Scripture. The, uh, the A in heart, grandparents have angelic attributes. Now think about that just a minute. Angels aren't constantly there. They're uh, always bringing a message. They are powerful protectors, prayerfully caring for, uh, you know, just as they cared for the Lord as he went through temptations and trials. So I'm not saying you're an angel, because I know uh, the the two hosts of today are not angels (laughs) at all. They're needy sinners. That's what I heard earlier. (laughs) But to their grandchildren, they are like angels. The R in heart is the tough area, and this uh, is something that we need to ponder. I know Shepherd's Hill is doing a great thing. Why? Because reconciliation is the work that we can do as grandparents in a way that hasn't been done in the family. Why? Because we may not be vested. We're, we're smaller. Yeah, that's right. Those discs in between your spinal cord actually compress and you shrink in height with age. Well, that's uh, kind of a metaphor to say that we are much more humble because we've been through life. We see that's what's really important and what's not. It it, it brings powerful, I'd say, oil to the engine Mm -hmm. in families. And I know reconciliation is a a good part of, of what the academy has sought to, oh, yeah. to build into the family systems and to those that are there. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And, you know, it probably brings a, a, an air of uh, uh, security to mom and dad, knowing that they still have some wisdom uh, from a living, breathing human being to pull from when raising their own kids, too. Right. Yeah, the backstop of experience, even if it's experience that you wish you wouldn't have had to go through, that can be a real uh, confidence builder, an asset, if it's approached with humility and a reconciling voice. Right. So my, my, my encouragement to grandparents is, is this. Uh, God will give you strength to do things that, uh, like Samson did, uh, that you didn't know you would have. And That's when right. you step into that role, he will strengthen you. But as a reconciler, what you can do is be that bridge of reconciliation, whether it's to a, a parent that, that hasn't found their way, but uh, definitely to this grandchild in a way that will help them uh, not make the, the mistakes their parents have made and, and find you know, similar you know, anguish sure. and, and pain from the fragmentation. Wow. Well, we need to take a quick break here on Licensed to Parent. We're talking today with author, speaker, and grandfathering champion, Dr. Ken Canfield, about his book, The Heart of Grandparenting. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, online, or wherever you find your books. This is Licensed to Parent. More conversation with Ken Canfield right after this. (music) 
the world of digital technology is always changing, and it's changing you if you're comfortable with technology or not. Your kids may take technology almost completely for granted and rarely notice its effects. On the other hand, you may adapt to technology more slowly, but are affected by the digital invasion just as much as your kids. In the book, The Digital Invasion, How Technology is Shaping You and Your Relationships, authors Dr. Archibald Hart and Sylvia Hart-Fried uncover the ways digital technology is changing us from within, physically, mentally, and especially spiritually, and offers therapeutic and biblical strategies to become good stewards of our digital lives. The Digital Invasion also includes 10 pages featuring Trace Embry of Shepherds Hill Academy. Find The Digital Invasion in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds support the Shepherds Hill Academy Student Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherds Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherds Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherds Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. You'll find us and all of our previous programs online at licensedtoparent.org. And we're talking today with Dr. Ken Canfield about his book, The Heart of Grandparenting. We're stepping a little outside of what we normally talk about, that being parenting and bringing the next generation into it. Uh, Ken, you were going through the um, uh, the letters that make up the title of your book, H-E-A-R-T. So far, we've had H-E-A-R, so I guess we've heard, <laughs> but now we need the heart. So tell us what the T is for. Okay. The T is this, and this is uh, something that, that Scripture is so clear about. We have a role as teachers. That is not only teaching virtue, but that is teaching what I'd call parables, promises of God, proverbs, and praying with our grandchildren. Uh, What we have, similar to the book of Proverbs, that is this sage wisdom that's put in short, catchy sayings, we have admonitions to teach our grandchildren. And it doesn't have to be totally scripture. It can be things that we have learned that make a difference. This teaching and being explicit about it is more important, I'm convinced, than than, uh, a college degree or diploma. Mm. If you have maxims that have kind of been seared into you in a positive way uh, through uh, your, your grandparents, they are not only kept, but they are pondered. And they become kind of a code of behavior for the family. 
Now, taking it further, when you have the privilege to talk about your own faith and and how that's made a difference and what steps you took, not just in 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 uh, following Christ, but in in obedience and baptism and communion in in uh, in the, your giving and in so many areas that too leaves a mark that that can be left uh, not just to reading a book it's it's a personal hereditary in a spiritual hereditary sense uh lesson that will go forward and then finally you know as you you pray with your grandchildren obviously for your grandchildren if you're not around Praying together with them is incredible. To hear them pray and to, for them to hear you pray is another word uh, way to do it. I remember as uh, I had the opportunity to, to live close to six of our grandchildren. We have 12 now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was teaching them the Lord's Prayer. So we came over when they'd eat, which was quite a bit. They'd come over, oh, free food. That's food we <laughs> like. So they were there. Can we go to granddad's? Okay. So we had the spread. And I, I said, you guys, we've got to, you know, say the Lord's Prayer. And this is when they're four, five, and six. And so it became a habit. Well, our grandchildren who lived uh, several hours away, I didn't have that access. It was just going to visit. I remember one Thanksgiving when I said the blessing and I said, let's end with the Lord's Prayer. When the grandkids who saw the ones who lived close to us pray the Lord's Prayer with us perfectly, and they were just learning it. You know what they did? After the prayer, they came over to me, the oldest, and said, Granddad, can you teach us to pray? Now that's like, wow. So whether it's the ritual that you have around the family or the things you do together, those are critically important. Amen. Don't let them go. And and I believe that's the, the tea that's the icing on the cake that, that makes, you know, the heart of grandparenting come alive. There you go. Ken, can a person actually be a very good parent and then become a lousy grandparent? Yes, it's very easy. Uh, there's no uh, reason or rhyme that this should happen, but it does happen. And most uh, likely it's through a long distance disconnection. Mm. If I ask grandparents, what is one thing you wish you had? And it was more access to their grandchildren. And when you're moving five and six hours away, life is busy. Things go on. Right. And the intentionality to, to pray, to visit, to stay in contact through uh, Skype, FaceTime, or there's this new app, Marco Polo, which is a tremendous way to leave a short mm-hmm. message to your grandchildren, yeah. can often get in the way. So instead of letting technology and the digital world take us down, let's use it as a way Amen. to stay connected as best we can. You know, I, we, we do that. I have uh, grandkids in North Dakota, and uh, we do that on occasion, probably not as much as we should. Uh, I, I, I try to make up for it uh, in, in other ways. I, one day the kids had a soccer game and I, they didn't know I was coming in. And I, I flew in just for their soccer game. <laughs> That's all I had time to do. Uh, Incredible. I, they were at a restaurant and um, uh, I'd worked this out with my sister or my, my daughter-in-law and I put on this, this goofy mask and I walked in with this mask on, and no one could possibly know who the heck I was. And I walk in, the kids looked at this, this mask, and they said, Grandpa! <laughs> they all ran up to me. I, you know, I thought I was you know, tricking them, right? So I, I, I was able to watch uh, their, all their games, 
and then uh, uh, spent the night, and I had to go the next morning. But uh, uh, that meant the world to them, what meant the world to me. Uh, what counsel do you give uh, the grandparents who feel the need to give a material gift to their grandkids every time they're encountered, especially when they, you know, when they live in the next town over? This is also the, uh, is it illegal to spoil our grandkids <laughs> yeah. in God's law? <laughs> it, it's not illegal for the grandmother to spoil. The grandfather has to pay for it, and I know there yeah. are limited budgets, but this is simply, you know, a challenge for us as Americans. We can give stuff, uh, but can we give relational, emotive care and blessing. Do not miss an opportunity to Mm. bless your grandkids. I started doing this with one uh, set of our grandkids, there are four with my oldest daughter. And it's interesting to see as one of their daughters wouldn't leave our house, and they came to see us two or three times a week until she received a blessing from me. And it was simple. It was just uh, grace. May the Lord watch over you, keep you safe. I love you. And may he cause you to rise among your peers as you share your life and talent and faith. Amen. She wouldn't leave the house until she received that. (laughs) Now she's a a preteen. And uh, I I go search her out to make sure, you know, she gets busier and busier. But Never miss that. Now, we can always give gifts at birthdays. At, gosh, that's the other thing. My wife sends Valentine's gifts. Gee, Columbus <laughs> Day. Oh, oh, no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be, George yeah, Washington's we're going to have birthday. to work till we die. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You, you didn't uh, know that but, she was getting a little sponsorship deal from Hallmark on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those coupons really have an effect. But I got it on sale. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, um this blessing is something that we can't miss. So the emotional, the relational, the emotive, those things we need to overindulge in as opposed to just the material. Sure. Well, Ken, we are out of time. And I want to ask you if maybe somewhere down the down the line, I've got so many more questions for you. I would love to, uh, to, to do a part two sometime down the line if you're, if you're open to that. Oh, sure. Yes. And, you know, we didn't say, but you can go to grandkidsmatter.org and we send out tips once a week uh, from the best research that we have gleaned and uh, you'll find them inspiring and their stories of what grandparents are doing. Plain awesome. and simple. Excellent. Awesome. And before we let you go, uh, we'd like our blessing. <laughs> well, may the Lord continue to bless Shepherd Hills Academy. May the Lord bring you staff uh, to minister with precision and depth. And may the grandparents of these uh, residents uh, that are there uh, also be awakened so that we can see the hearts of grandmothers and grandfathers turn toward their family and to their home. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. We've been talking today with author, speaker, and grandfathering champion, Dr. Ken Canfield. His book, The Heart of Grandparenting. If you're interested in learning more about being a stronger dad or granddad and being a better influence in the lives of those around you, you will find his work on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. And Canfield, by the way, is spelled just like it sounds, Can, C-A-N, Field, F-I-E-L-D. And you'll find us online as well at LicensedToParent.org. 
There you can hear past conversations about a variety of topics vital to intentional parenting. You can read Trace's blog, and you can learn more about the work we do at Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long residential program for teens in crisis located in beautiful Northeast Georgia. Also, while you're on the site, uh, would you consider becoming one of our ministry partners? Your financial support in any amount helps further the work we do with troubled teens and helps the outreach of licensed to parent to moms and dads working hard to keep their kids from becoming troubled teens. Your donations are tax deductible and you can give securely when you click on the donate button at the top of the page at licensedtoparent.org. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trey Sembry, I'm Rich Rosel. Thanks for listening, and please plan to be with us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.